This is Ibrox. Hello and welcome to your brand new weekly edition of This is Ibrox. It's your flagship podcast and my name is Scott Patterson and we're back for another chance to review the, the weekend's ongoing and everything that's going on in the, in the world of Rangers right now. We should say that the podcast this week is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. You can contact them as soon as you can on their brand new number, which is 01225331 H. You can email Craig as well at craig.bryce at hhhmortgages.com via the social media things. We're always on there, of course. You can visit our company socials at www www.treblehmortgages.com they're also available under the same handle at Facebook. If you do speak to them, listeners and viewers to the pod will review free mortgage advice and advice if they mention the group this Cybrox, if they're mentioning my name or any of the guys in the podcast, Craig will be very good to, to look after you. As we say, welcome on the pod and this week we're joined by Andrew Anderson, Shug Niblo and David Cornish. Hello gentlemen, how are you all? Bring it back to me. Bye, no bad. Collective good. good. Collective good. Can't right. complain. Um, David, I'll come to you first. The club have this afternoon, we're obviously recording on Monday night, um, and the club have this afternoon announced that they will be going ahead uh, following the government advice on the, the COVID passports. Um, your immediate thoughts to it all are? Uh, so I think for me, there's sort of two aspects to it. The, the idea of a passport itself, I understand why they're doing it. And it's basically yep. to force people into getting the jag. Okay, but I don't think it actually carries any benefit. For example, you know, someone could go into a game double jagged with COVID, and if they were selfish enough, go to that game, attend, you know, nothing's achieved by having that passport. Um, Whereas, you know, equally, someone without jags could have a negative test, be clear, and be denied an access to that game. So I'm not a fan of the idea itself. one thing I would like to say, for I've seen a lot of folk online, and they're absolutely slating Rangers for it, and I just don't get it. Yeah. You know, it's not Rangers' fault. It's government guidelines. They have to stick to it. If they don't, they're going to get mega fines, if not stadium shutdowns. So I understand it's frustrating. I don't actually think a passport is an effective way to kind of reduce it. I understand the sort of pushing people to get vaccinated side of it, but actual work reducing it, I don't think it does much. But it's not the club's fault. You know, the club's just doing what they have to do in the end of the day. Andrew, I think David's right. Social media, I think, this afternoon has um, it's <clears> lit, up, it's lit up a wee bit. I, th- I think the club have taken a bit of hard time on it for ultimately following the advice that they've been given by the government. Yes, I think that's that's quite clear. Um, and I, I agree with Dave. It's not. It's not Rangers' fault. It's um, it's government guidelines. They have to adhere to them. Um, and I'm in agreement with Dave as to about the vaccine passports. I don't think I understand why they're doing it. I've got mine. I'll get mine eventually when I can figure out how to do it. Uh, <laughs> I've a double jag. I will take my vaccine passport along on Sunday. It's absolutely no problem at all. I don't think it's as important as a negative test would be. Um, and along the, the lines, as for Rangers taking grief over that. I just don't get it either. And it's very similar to the grief, I think Celtic are getting it as well to an extent, about the away fans allocation. Yeah. Now, I'm, I sit behind the dugout, I sit in the Eastern Closure SE5, 
not this year, I don't. And the only email I've received from Rangers is until further notice, I'm in the corner, where the away fans go. And yet we're getting stick for that because we can't give because we're there. That's that, so Rangers are getting stick for something that's really out with their control because they're adhering to the guidelines, but they have to move the people from behind the dugout. So it's very similar uh, along the lines. There's nothing they can do about it. Nothing they can do about it. As for Sunday, I'll take my vaccine passport along. I'm intrigued to know whether I'll have to show it at the turnstile or will I be spot checked? Some can only be spot checked, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it can't. It can't function any other way. I don't think. Um, I think so they've confirmed that, have they? Well, the JRG rather than Rangers themselves. I think they've confirmed it's going to be spot right. checks. Well, we just don't quote me on it. <laughs> we can just wait and see how that goes then. But as I say, I'm happy to show them if they ask to see it. Uh, I will have it. I've been double jagged. I'm all for it. But if they want to stop the spread of COVID, the only way in my mind is a, a negative test rather than a vaccine passport. Shug, as we've said before, um, it's always good to have an elite, elite athlete on the um, on the podcast. And you are the This Is Ibrox resident elite athlete. Easy for me to say. Um, and I think we listen. We all we all appreciate the 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 difficulties of COVID that it brings. Um, you're on the verge of, of course, travelling to China very shortly to compete. Um, I just wonder how difficult it's going to be taking a passport just on the road to go to the, the football compared to maybe the difficulty that you're going to have just now, maybe just trying to get to the airport and get through customs, blah, 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 blah. It's going to be really bizarre that we're, we're almost going through that approach to just try and get your seat in the enclosure or the corner in Andrew's case. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is... It's, like the guys are saying, the first thing, the most important thing, is not Rangers' fault. This isn't Rangers that have decided it, Rangers haven't. So I think it's important that we reiterate that, that yeah. it's nothing to do with Rangers. This, Rangers didn't bring it in and say we're doing it. It is the government that decided this the way forward. But, I mean, in ter- like they said, I read somewhere that they would rather you brought your hard copy than your digital copy. And I'm like, it's absolutely hammering with rain. Most of the season <laughs> I go with Rangers, so I'm to carry this bit of paper around with me because you can't bring a bag in, so you're not allowed a bag, so you have just to carry this hard copy around with you so it can get soaked and then it won't work in the scanners and stuff like that. So, how they implement it all that's way above my pay grade, but yeah, no, it's a difficult thing. But, um, okay, no, I don't mind saying I've got my double jobs and might get a triple job, who knows? Yeah, if I get one of those. That'll be the next thing you need triple job to get out of football. But like you guys are saying, it doesn't matter whether you've been double jobbed or not, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread it. And I know people that have been double jobbed and I know that they've suffered. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they've not been in hospital, but they have suffered and it's terrible, even with the double job. So like I say the only way of getting it is negative tests. But even that, I think my mate went to see Biffy Cairo a couple of weeks ago and they wanted to produce negative tests and but there was no way of evidence that they actually took them. It could have been the same person took yeah. five tests and things like that. Uh, so there's no way. So without actually lining us all up when they went to iVox and conducting that flow test with us all, there's just no way it's going to work. So I don't know. We'll have to see how it's going to work and implement it and see how they're going to decide if it's just people outside the ground because you could get checked every week or Aye. they're going to just check people once they're in the stadium but uh, on the case of going to China yeah I've got a message from a coach today and I've got to go to Edinburgh 
to the Chinese embassy and things like that. So there's a lot of jumping through hoops to get to China just now. We're going on a cargo plane. There's wow. no direct flights into China, so we're all going in a cargo plane. There's five European teams all have to fly from Düsseldorf, eh, Frankfurt, sorry, on a cargo plane and things like that. So, yeah, thankfully it will be easier for me to get to China than in the Ibrox because I don't have to worry about that work. My boss can stress and turn crazy. I to sort all that out. I'm just going to get on a plane <laughs> and wake me up when we get there. I kind like of it. Thing. But, uh, yeah, that's what it is. And I mean, it's if we want to follow Rangers and that, then nice. maybe just another thing that we've got to go through. But hopefully, hopefully, as I said, this time last year, hopefully this time next year, it'll be all over with and nice. things will be back to normal. I think you all make really good points. It's, I think there's a, there's a wee bit of sadness, I think, that they're rolling out so close to a game that I think could potentially be the the is the biggest game of our season so far, um on a on a season that is absolutely massive financially for the club. I I think if we if we can put sort of another three points between ourselves and, and Hibs at, at the weekend, and I don't want to cover what Kyle and Craig and I um will will discuss later in the week. I I think it's a it's a, it'd be a huge sort of step towards fifty six to be perfectly honest with you, and I just can't help but think. There's going to be a lot of people stuck outside the ground at three o'clock on on Sunday afternoon, which I certainly hope doesn't happen. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Listen, back to the football. We don't want it to, to turn into one of these sort of government broadcasty type things. We certainly do not. Um, we travelled to Tanadice earlier in the season, David, and didn't really have a great experience up there. Of course, and went down one nil, and John Lundstrom got a bit of a doing up there for letting the left back stroll off him. And um, uh, it was a bit of a different trip to Tayside for for the big man at the weekend. I felt again, yeah. um, for maybe the third, fourth, maybe the fifth game in the bounce, very impressive, playing the game well, and is definitely beginning to settle into the Rangers' way of doing things. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, the guy got a really hard time. He was kind of a target for the Boo Boys, if you will, anyway, when he started playing games. And then, obviously, you know, he got sent off. That really sort of sunk the nail in. I actually think since he's come back from that, he's been showing signs and steady yeah. improvement. I think, you know, to start with, it was a couple of cameos late on in the game, but he came in, he did what he needed to do, looked decent. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> It's hard to say, but certainly the last two games, I think he's deservedly been man of the match for me. Um, the other thing that has kind of shocked me about Lundstrom to an extent is he seems to be covering the Stephen Davis role. Um, now, I don't know if that's what he was originally signed for. Um, I know sort of Patrick and I, and we were talking about it the other day, and um, he thought he was more, you know, a, more of a forward-thinking player, but I think he's, he's looked really good. And the other thing that I've seen from him that you maybe don't see from Davis is he'll drive into the box. You know, yeah. he's right up there driving in at the byline, cutting it back. And, I mean, best will in the world, Davis can't do that consistently now because of his age. Yeah. Now, that's not me writing off Davis, you know. You just can't write off Davis. He is what he is. But I think... There's probably, I think we're going to see more of a split this season. So perhaps, you know, your lower teams, 
that you would expect to be where you need that bit of dynamism from him. I think you maybe see Lundstrom play. The European games, the bigger domestic games where you maybe need that quality of pass, you know, someone that can just carve a game open. I think maybe that's where we'll see most of Davis this year. I don't see him playing every game. And I mean, that's easy to say, given the last two games he hasn't played, but I think that'll be a pattern as we go on. And that's down to the Lundstrom taking his chance, to be honest. Andrew, I, th- I think one of the things that, that Lundstrom probably had against him, and I don't want to venture too far away from, from the, the game of the weekend, um, but when you, when you look at the the Dundee United goal that they scored, that they eventually took the three points of us, there was fingers wagged in his direction for letting Jamie Robson sneak in to score. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also involved in the in the Leon goal for not closing the boy down when he was in the touch lane. I'll show him down the... the the weaker side, the left-hand side for the guy. I just wonder if, because he's been involved in two incidents that have led to goals, the scrutiny, other than the fact that you're playing for the biggest club in the country, the scrutiny just becomes greater because we've lost two goals as a maybe a result of him not switching on. I think that's right. I think that's right, Scott. Um, <clears throat> Rangers fans, and on the whole, love to uh, tag the line. We'll, we'll give them time. You don't really... No. You don't really give people time. You judge almost instantly, yeah. um, as we've done with, with Lundstrom. Um, and when you, as you say, when he's involved in two instances like that so early on in the season, on top of performances that probably weren't what a lot of people expected yeah. from him. I know I didn't. I expected him to come up here and, and, and play the Davis role that Dave was saying, with yeah. ease, with ease. Um, and so not doing that and then being involved in a couple of instances like that, it, did, it got the tongues wagging and it set him on a bit of the back foot. But it just shows you what the, what the guy's like. He's worked away at it. He's come on a couple of cameo roles. And look at him now, last two games, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, seems to get that off his back a wee bit. Will he replace Davis? I don't think so. I don't think so. And to go to something Dave said there, um, you might see Lundstrom playing these games and Davis playing other ones for various reasons. We all know that. I'm not a big fan of that, to be honest with you, Scott. Yeah. Um, and I th- we'll probably get to the performance in Dundee from yesterday, from Saturday rather. Um, I think a lot of our problems right now are down to, con- uh, down to the lack of consistency in team selection. Now, I understand that's to do with COVID and injuries and all the rest of it. I'm just not a big fan of this chopping and changing. I really am not. Um, the way Lundstrom's playing now, I'd just like him to stay there, cement your place. Shug, we heard a lot and we have heard a lot indeed the last couple of seasons about um perhaps Ryan Jack and Stephen Davis not being able to play in the same midfield because they they both do like to play that deeper role. Davis probably now because of, he's reaching a stage in his career where David absolutely right states that he, he's not going to be busting into towards the, the sort of penalty box. He just isn't going to be doing that, but he does play that quarterback role really, really well. Um, I just wonder if us now having three guys that are playing that role so comfortably, two certainly in Davis and, and Lundstrom, Jack's obviously still to come back. And I think at the moment, his fitness is going to be anyone's guess by the time he returns. No one really knows how well he's going to be for when he returns. Um, I just wonder if David's right, if we are going to see that rotation between Lundstrom and Davis and maybe relying Davis on the, the bigger games, the European ties, maybe the, the, the games where we think we're going to be under the cosh a little bit if we're travelling to... Tynecastle, Easter Road, Pataudry, Celtic Park at New Year. I wonder if you'll see Davis more in these games than you will see John Lundstrom. I've got a wee sneak as a special that Lundstrom will be our mainstay now. Yeah. And I think he'll play mm-hmm. with Davis. I think having looked at 
getting that positional sense and playing where he's playing in the Davis role, he's probably got a better appreciation of the role that Aribo's playing just now. And now, personally, I like to see Aribo go further up. Yeah, because I don't think Ruth and Morelos. I think that's where we're like creativity and things like that. So I would like to see Aribo share that role with Hadji against the weaker teams, especially and Davis and then Lundstrom and Kamara either side. Uh, I think that Lundstrom will then shift back and Davis will drop out for games, but I think Lundstrom will probably he'll start the majority of games, I would imagine, as long as there's no injuries or things like that. Yeah. Remember we did a pod a few weeks back talking about it. Must have been August actually. And saying I'll say at the time that Lundstrom might struggle to get back in the team. Might be his hardest thing was getting in the team and staying played well lame he claimed to have played, but he certainly did that, and I think then cameos from the subs bench has given Gerald the chance to actually just put him in there, and we're starting to see the player that we bought in the summer, or we got on a free in the summer, so uh, I do see him playing the majority of games now, and Davis will probably, uh, well, be the bigger games, and I know the bigger games like Sicilic and Hibs and Aberdeen and Hearts that he does like to play a rebel in that yeah. front three, so... I think that's well, and then it'll be Davis, Kamara, and Lundstrom in the midfield, and then other games Lundstrom will just drop into the pivot, and Aribo might drop back again, or we might finally get some Bakuna in there. So still desperate to see more of him. <laughs> so listen, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up um, Aribo, Shug. I'm going to stick with you. Um, obviously, scored the goal that made the the big difference um, at the weekend. There was a lot made about the, the assist from Alfredo, which was absolutely brilliant. However, the passage of play that led up, that led up rather to, to Alfredo playing Aribo through um, was great. A lot of really nice one-touch stuff. It was great to see. Um, and Aribo's finish was just something we became accustomed to, just tucking it away with his left foot. It was a great finish, wasn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. And I mean, that is where I like to see Aribo in that front three. Coming in from that side, the goalie scored against Ross County, that one that called right in. Aye. Came from that sort of corner of the box, and it was good. That move was Lundstrom was the pivot in it. It was the ball came to Lundstrom, he shifted it to Tav across the field, and it was quite quick when we're at one based. And it's, yeah, Aribo's just, he's got that attacking instinct, I would say. And Morelos, it's almost like he's playing like Firmino nowadays. He's not. Goal scorer is more a creator and stuff and drops yeah. to allow that space in behind and we need players like Aribo that are going to take them gaps and venture into them gaps so having Aribo doing that at the weekend just shows I think that's his strength just now it's in and around the box so the closer we can keep him to the box I think the better and he is one player that I would back to hit something from 20-25 yards and get a goal from it now and again so yeah, no, it was a great build-up and great finish. Andrew, I think um, Shug's hit the nail on the head for me. I, I think in, in Joe Aribo, we've got a player that can play almost any one of the of the front six positions. He's he's so tricky. Um, he's so gangly. He's, 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 he's someone that I think when you're looking for maybe a little bit of magic or something a little bit different, you can go to Joe and he'll pull something out, out the bag. I think... Been able to push him one up and 
have the knowledge that maybe, as Shug rightly says, if Alfredo Morelos drops into that space to cause a bit of havoc in front of the defenders as opposed to looking to push in behind, if Joe Aribo is going to be the man that's dipping in there behind, there's a, there's a good chance good things are going to happen. I totally agree, Scott. I, he's, um, he's a smashing player, he really is. and He is gangly. Gangly's the word you use yeah, there. absolutely. He is. Um, you, everybody will remember his goal against Braga. Um, <laughs> he should have lost that ball three times. <laughs> he should have lost the ball three times. Um, and to play the, anywhere in the front six, um, you're, you're right. I agree with Shug completely. Um, I think he's fantastic uh, up there. I'd like to see him up there more. I'd like, yeah. to, but then you're forfeiting Hadji, which I don't, I don't like to do either. Um, I think that's where he's at his best. Think of the amount of goals he's curled in with his left foot. It's, yeah. it's countless. It's right. countless. Um, the touch he took to score on Saturday. Um, it was a great touch as well. Then it kind of bounced off his shin, still under control. You knew it was going in. You just knew it was going in. That's the, the thing you've got with Joe. As you say, you go to Joe when you need something to happen. And if he's going to spin in behind, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to be a goal every time. David, I've given Andrew and Chug the easy one about Joe Aribo. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so, I wonder now if we have a new number one goalkeeper. Um, we've spoke for, I would say, the last 18 months or so. McGregor, how important he is. Love him. Absolutely love him to death. So glad we've got him back. So fortunate to have him back. Um, and indeed, I'm now in the in the he's better than Gorham. Um, Tommy McIntyre will be watching this going like that. Not this shit again, yeah. Scott. Um, however, I do think now we there's maybe a little doubt that John McLaughlin could be seen as uh, as the number one. I, it's hard to disagree. Um, I thought initially, you know, we were going to see McLaughlin probably get the cups, maybe get some of the sort of other games, but not that many. But he seems to be playing more and more often, and McGregor not. And he's not looked out of place, in fairness. You know, he has looked the part. So, yeah. I mean, I think, to be honest, we probably need a bit of clarity from the manager on that one. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's easy for us to sit outside and look in and wonder a bit. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think probably in, the same, right. in the same breath, he can understand what he's doing. So we, I'll, so give you this week as an example. Huge game against Prague on Thursday because Leon was a bit of a fart in a space suit. So we need yeah. to do something on Thursday. And then we've got Hibs. Now, as I've said during the pod already, biggest game of the season for us um, comes this Sunday at Ibrox. Great. Do you pick the same goalkeeper for both? Speaking to Andrew's point, we're not a big fan of rotation. Andrew certainly isn't a big fan of rotation. But speaking to Stephen Gerrard's point, does he want to keep two happy goalkeepers and two goalkeepers that are content with their game time? David? I I think in those games you've got to play your best. Um, I understand, you know, both keepers are going to want to play. Um, but like any player, you can kind of make the arguments, again, going back to what we were saying about Davis, you know, it's hard from that position to play every yeah. single game. It's not really the same for a goalkeeper. It's more, um, I mean, obviously they need the reflexes, they need to be ready, but it's probably more about their mental readiness and their mental yeah. agility rather than it is anything in particular. And 
I mean, I've seen a lot of people say, well, just forget the Europa, you know, the league's the priority. And the league is absolutely the priority, but I'm not a fan of just forget the Europa. You know, I think we still need to be aiming to do something in that, even if it's not, you know, topping the group. Because, I mean, Leon did pretty comprehensively see us off. But, you know, it, the other two, we need to be taking points from them. And to do that, you need your best keeper, I think. Sure. Who are you playing in goals on Thursday? And I can ask you this because you're not on the preview uh, pod this week, so you've got uh, Carl Blanche, you can go where you like. I think it's got to be McGregor still. Uh, McLaughlin's I, not looked out of place, but McGregor's not shown me anything to see that he can't handle it just yet. I think that time's coming. Um, yeah. I think before too long, you know, that is going to have to be a really serious discussion, but for the time being, I think McGregor still. Andrew, same question to you now. Bear in mind, you've not long told me you don't like rotation, my friend. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't, and I totally understand. I'm going to, in a sense, contradict myself and then explain the reason why. Go for it. Uh, I would like to, I think McGregor will play, and I think he should play on Thursday, and I think he should have played the other day as well. Um, big fan of John McLaughlin. How can you not be? How can yeah. you not be a big fan of John McLaughlin? But Alan McGregor's the Rangers number one. He plays in goals. That's fit. Shug. Yeah, McGregor. I think, I don't know, I wouldn't, I think I said something last day, I think McGregor Marshall's the defence better. I think the defence will scare yeah. McGregor. And I think the defence, Goldson's not been at his best this season, and I think he's maybe a bit more scared of McGregor. See why to be fair. Have you seen the roasting he gives oh him when he's no happy? Yeah, <laughs> gave away that penalty the weekend. Goldson was head flopped off for. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've taken us there because what it does do, I think, because we, do you know, what I mean, one nothing up, sticky game, difficult tie. Stephen Gerrard's first trip to Dens Park. Um, we have the situation where they get a penalty halfway through the second half. Um, and let's be honest, if, if, if you get a penalty, you're hoping that your best keeper's there and maybe they had a duffer or your keeper dives the right way. Um, John McLaughlin didn't really need to do much other than and when you saw Jason Cumming step up, it was straight down the middle. Um, but John McLaughlin's then got the opportunity to do a wee one-two way himself to, to make sure that he recovers the ball safely. David, I, I, the point I'm, I'm making is that I think we're really, really fortunate to have two quality goalkeepers in such a big season where we're competing in so many different competitions. Yeah, again, you just can't argue with that, can you? Um, you know, a, a lot of clubs, their second keeper is quite often their youth keeper, for example. Yeah. Whereas, you know, yes, I think McGregor should play both games, but I wouldn't be disappointed to see McLaughlin play either. You know, if McGregor wasn't available for any reason, I wouldn't be sitting there going, oh, God, we're going to get a doing now. Yeah. You know, I, I would still be comfortable with McLaughlin playing. I just think for now, McGregor's got that slight edge, but, you know, it's not masses and masses in it, I don't think. So, yeah, hugely fortunate. Um, and a cracking bit of business, to be honest, as well, yeah. bringing him in. And, and worryingly... I, I'm, I'm almost sure that his contract expires at the end of the season. Ooh. So you would like to think that Ross Wilson and, and his band of people that he has working alongside him there will be making moves to pull together some bits of A4 and through a contract under his... I think we have to soon. for now. I think um, we have to. I mean, I, I, 
I was quite taken by McCrory, especially um, his distribution was feet. Yeah, I thought his ability to find a, another player was absolutely fantastic. But I don't think he's ready to be full season number one for us just yet. Yeah. I think there's going to be blips and you need to have that ability to take him out of the firing line. And, you know, if McLaughlin goes, <laughs> you know, you're not going to find another keeper of that quality very easily. And especially not without paying money for it. So it's a no brainer for me just to sign him up again. Yep, agreed. Um, Andrew, sorry. I was just going to, Jason comments, did he not tell McLaughlin where he was putting it? <laughs> I pointed with his eyes, mate. I pointed with his eyes. He pointed um, with his eyes. Because Thomas told him where he's gone. Right, you can, well, I think if there's one thing that was quite clear when we had Jason Cummings, he was always reliable. If nothing else, he was always reliable. <laughs> um, Andrew, I'll come to you next. The The match on Saturday was a really special day for our captain. James Tavernier made his 300th appearance for the club. Now, I have to say, um, I think knowing what we know now about about Tav and you know, over the last sort of maybe two or three years, he's had a bit of stick, a lot of stick when he's been captain. I would say he's been one of the most maligned captains that's mm-hmm. kept the armband at Ibrox that I can remember. Um, I don't know if when he scored that day Easter Road on his debut, I don't know if anyone ever believed that he would go on and win 300 um, caps in inverted commas for Rangers. No, I didn't. Nobody did. Nobody did. Um, and I'll go one better. I don't think there's any Rangers fan on planet Earth who's not had a for goodness sake Tav comment. <laughs> Absolutely, you, yes. You know, well I, put. I, 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 <laughs> can't even deny that. For goodness sake, we've all said for goodness sake Tav. But to a man, there's not one of us who did not begrudge him lifting that trophy last year. Absolutely right. He, he deserved every single moment of it. And to get to 300 games the other day, and okay, the, the assist goes down for Morelos. But he was involved in the goal as well. I yeah. think that's very, very, very fitting. Um, and a very delighted for him. Absolutely delighted for him. And I, I think, Shug, you get players that... Maybe players that, that... We often speak about players, actually, that come up here and you know instantly whether they get it or not. <clears throat> so, you know, I, you read a lot on social media about uh, he just gets it or he gets us, gets us as a support, as a brand, as who we are. Um, and while I think... There's maybe it's maybe taken him a little bit longer to get us, if you like. I don't think there's any denying that, that James Tavernier is absolutely comfortable in himself where he is. He he's now a, a trophy winner, a, a Rangers league winning captain. Um it's a good time for him just now at the club, isn't it? Yeah, no longer a serial loser. Exactly. Well that's it. And I mean joking aside, yeah, I think yeah. things like I must play on them. Psychologically yeah. it must be up there. Yeah, I mean uh, I can't believe the amount of stick and stuff he gets, and it's it's just not fair. I mean, I've been supporting Rangers for thirty odd years now, yeah, and I think he'd probably be my choice as right back, and uh, best eleven in my time. I think I don't think as many other players right backs maybe not the strongest position we've had in history, but I think he's up there and he'll go down as one of the great players. I think that's. Without doubt, now he's come up through with us. He's come up through the championship and into the. He's played some big games. He's scored some massive goals, and he just drives. And you don't, you don't get the backing of a man like Steven Gerrard as captain unless yeah. you are captain material. I think that says all that when Gerrard came in, Tav was his captain, and he saw from the start the sort of 
the way that he was in training, the, the sort of standards that Tav was setting, and it pleased Gerard, one of the best captains ever. So I think that there's not much more highly you can speak of him because he's had options, he's had choices. We've had Davis back for a while now, we've had McGregor there, Golds and Gerard thinks highly of, but nobody's come close to Tav. He's always been Gerard's man, so yeah, I think it speaks massive of him. Previously on, on This Is Ibrox, we... Um, we done uh, the best 11 of players that you have had to have seen at Ibrox. Um, and I remember, Rangers players, obviously. Um, I remember when we got to the, my right backs were only ever one of Alan Hutton or Gary Stevens. Um, and I chose Gary Stevens because I, I just think he's, he's the best right back I've ever seen at Rangers. However, I think we now have the situation where... Um, James Tavernier is is running him very, very close as things stand. And I would argue is if he lifts league championship this year, he'll certainly be the best straight back that we've we've seen in recent times at, at Rangers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um I want to cover something very quickly. We should say that this week on this Cybrox, we're going to roll out a brand new show. Um, you'll know Craig Dennett and Kyle McLean from, <coughs> from the group. Um, our very own version, Tant and Deck. I'll let you work out. But one is what um, they are running out a, a, a brand new series called In the Dugout, which we're really looking forward to doing. They're going to take an opportunity to get a, a two on one, if you like, for want of a better term or expression. I loathe to say a threesome or a menage a trois. However, in this case, it's exactly that. And David, you'll be delighted to know you're uh, first. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I think two on one was the best out of those. Um, so, so this week, uh, Kyle and Craig are, are going to do In the Dugout with David. It's a fantastic series um, and it'll be available to go out, I suspect, later this week and certainly um, early next week. Look into it. Um, I think it'll be something we'll encourage to do with some of our viewers and listeners as as time passes. So it should be a good one. Looking forward to that, guys. We should say as we, as we've mentioned, we we travel to to Prague on Thursday for the second of our um, Europa League ties. Don't want to cover it in too much depth because we'll obviously do that in the um, the, the preview um, during the week. Europa League last season was was huge for us. Um, ended with a team from Prague quite sourly, David. Um, yeah. I, I just, sometimes you have to worry about maybe the the safety of people going to a country where we, as a family, as a Rangers family, as a support, as a football club, were, were thrown around a little bit by FIFA, UEFA, whoever you want, yeah. um, kind of threw us about like a bit of a chew toy when as far as I can is concerned morally and Quite frankly, there's there's not really any argument that what we done was right and the way we handled it all was absolutely first class and it was proper. Um, and I'll come on to Glenn Kamara in a wee second. Um, but David, I just wonder how important it is for us to get a result on Thursday night for you. Um, like I said before, I, I, I think it is. I've heard people sort of dismissing the Europa, you know, the league's the focus. And, you know, the league's the priority, but I don't think at Rangers you can ever just sort of, nah, I'm not going to bother with that, I'm just going to focus on this, you know. That expectation is there every single game to be yeah. winning, short of, you know, playing one of the truly elite teams, in which case you still expect a damn good show. So, yeah. you know, I, I think some people might dismiss that, but for me, I think it's important. And it's, it's the kind of arena where in the last few seasons, Rangers have 
sort of come into their own. They've shown what they can do. Yeah. And I think just even for a confidence boost coming into the follow-on games from that, I think it's important in that sense as well. Just a weird reminder almost of what they can do when they get yeah. down to it. Absolutely. Andrew, the double header for, for these group stages is Bronsby. Uh, and, and I think when you look at the, the, the quality of team that we've played maybe the last couple of years, your Portos, Braggers, Leverkusen, Feyenoord, and fared relatively well against them, I have to say. Um, if we were looking to, to maybe take maximum points from, from these games against Bronby at home and in Denmark, I think you have to look to get something in Prague just to give us a bit of confidence going into those two games together a little later. I think so. I think so. Um, after being beaten by Leon, you'd like to think that Leon will do that to the rest of them. Yeah. So the games against the rest become very important. As you say, the double head up to Bronby, you're looking for six points. Yeah. Ideally, you're looking for six points off Prague as well. Would you take four? Probably. Probably you would take four. And four should see you through. Yes. Um, if you take six off Bronby, I, I mean. Um, so this is a very important game on Thursday night. I'm, I'm with Dave on this. A lot of people say, forget Europa, it's all about the league. No, 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 no. It's a competition. You're in, you're in it to win it. You're in it to win it. And you can't tell football players to go and say, just give it 50% because we've got Hibs on th- Sunday. You can't do that. They want to go and they want to win. Um, things are a very important game. And we tend to do well in Europe and away from home. Yeah. I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. I've got a wee sneaky suspicion we'll do something. I won't take too much away for your, your, re- your preview pod. Yeah. I've got a wee sneaky suspicion we'll be quite happy come Thursday night. Shug, two big games, as we've said, sorry, Thursday, Sunday, and it's going to be the way things probably right into the new year. Um, touch wood, fingers crossed, all that sort of stuff. Um, it, it perfectly illustrates why we do have such a big squad with quality all across the park. Yeah, uh, and hopefully it'll be a little kickstart, as I don't know many times we've been saying it, we've been looking for that kickstart to get us going, but yeah. Thursday, Sundays really seem to suit us, and that's when we showed our best form over the last couple of seasons was when we get into that playing, training, playing, training, playing, training constantly. So hopefully this will kickstart it a bit and it'll bring out the best of us, not just in Thursday night, but ongoing and things like that. I think getting a point in Prague is a good result. We'll settle for that. Because uh, I do think Leon's just going to scalp everybody. Yeah. So if we can get four points and four points off the other two, and I think we'll finish second. Uh, but it's I think getting our performance and getting the combinations right, and I think this week we'll hopefully this will be the week that we get going and they done it at national break strongly. I'm going to start. I know, David. It's goodness me. I hope he's right. I really oh, hope I'm, he's right. I'm sorry because I mean I, just, I think I've said exactly the same thing. You know, it, it, I, I'm going to stop suggesting or if I'm on previews I'm going to stop saying that someone's going to get doing from us because I say it every time and <laughs> without fail end up looking stupid so it's, it's your so, fault that we've not it's given my fault. doing it's my fault I, it's my I, fault I'll predict as, as the, a I'll predict a 1-0 and we'll as, the per- as the person who schedules all the, the people who's on when I'm going to take you off the preview I, pod just as a probably as, safer as a reward safer, <laughs> um, Shug I'm going to stay with you because um, I know you were very happy last week to see that Glenn Kamara signed on another contract for another couple of years great news for the football club and I think it, what it does mean is that when Glenn Kamara does eventually leave the club and I think there's an awareness that that's going to happen one day it'll be for a move that has never been seen before in Scottish football we'll get real real dosh for him when he eventually goes 
Yeah, I think it's massive for the club. I think it speaks volumes because he's he's got his choice of leagues and things like that where he could go, and it'd be easy to just sit back and run your contract down and know that come the summer Rangers would hand would be forced to sell. Yeah, so I think it speaks volumes of what goes on behind the scenes that he's chosen to sign on again because I mean that's there is obviously still an opportunity to play Champions League football here, but he's won the title here, so it'd be easy to say well time for me to go and experience something else so he's obviously enjoying it I think the way the club backed his stance last season and the support everybody showed him I think he he really appreciates that how special a club that we are um, so I think it's great he's one of them players just now he's, I don't think he's at his base just now but hopefully now that's all cleared up and everything he can just go on with playing football and, and he's relaxed chilled man on he's, he's never worse than a 6 out of 10 yeah so, it's, you know what you're getting with Glenn Kamara and he's just so reliable so fingers crossed that he sails down now and I look forward to hopefully see them for a couple of years yet at Ibrox Andrew I wonder I wonder what Connor Goldson <laughs> thinks seeing Glenn Kamara sign a new contract and, and it largely be lauded by the support um, he's very much in a similar boat just now he's, he, he probably has a bit more luxury in the sense that he can speak to someone else come the end of the year um, I just wonder if with Glenn Kamara signing on again I wonder if it maybe accelerates a decision for, for Conor Goldson to do something similar I thought exactly the same Scott when I read the news about Glenn Kamara I thought maybe this will push on yeah. um, Goldson signing you know this one's dragged on a wee bit too long now I heard an interview with him right at the start of the season um, and he said he's just letting Behind the scenes, people deal with it. Um, you've got to t- you've got to take that at face value. I don't I don't buy into um, people saying that he's not playing very well, which he isn't at the moment. Um, he's not playing very well at the moment. That's got nothing to do with this. I don't think that's got nothing to do with his contract negotiations. No. Um, he plays for ninety minutes. He's a professional football player, a quality professional football player. Um, it won't be anything to do with um, his contract that's, that's causing a wee bit of loss of form. But I think it will. I think it will speed up this process for him. You'll yeah. see that Kamara's done it um, with top of the league. Chance for Champions League next year. I can see him doing that quite soon and wrapping that up quite quickly. David, do you, do you have any thought of the importance of getting maybe Conor Goldson tied down in a similar manner to, to Glenn Kamara? I think the, the glaringly obvious difference, I think, of that is that Glenn Kamara, I think, is signed on to 2025, I think it was. Um, we'll make money from him because he's at a stage of career when he's only going to get better. He's, he's an internationalist. He's now played at the Euros. Finland, when they eventually get the World Cup, which will happen, um, he'll play a World Cup. We'll have a player that is worth so much. Conor Goldson perhaps maybe doesn't have that luxury in the sense that he's he's not capped. He's at a stage and he's, he's, he's older than Kamara. Um, he may have the opportunity to go back down south and play in the, the Premiership, and it may be the, the next chance he gets to do it, maybe his last chance. I wonder if it's a bigger decision than just a case of, oh, you love playing here, sign the paper. Yeah, I think it is. You know, the Rangers fan in me says, you know, just hurry up and sign the bloody contract, would yeah. you? But, <laughs> um, you know, I think if we're being honest and looking at it from a player's point of view, it is a short career. Now, yeah, you know, he's not on peanuts with us. He's going to be making what any of us would class as really good money. Yep. But, doesn't compare to what he's, you know, a bottom team, a Norwich, for example, down there could offer him 
two, three times what we could if they wanted to. And but, I think and, and see that that's 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 something that I'm very aware of. So at what point do you think that? So at what level, if he's looking down south just now, at what point does he stop going up the Premiership table and think, now they're not as good as where I am just now? Depends on his motivation, doesn't it? You know, if he's motivated by wanting to win things, you know, get his name into sort of books of the teams he plays for, yeah, he stays with us, bar, you know, someone really crazy offering for him, like, say, you know, your Chelsea, Man City, etc. which, let's be honest, I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. If his interest is money, then it's simple, well, isn't it? He signed for any premiership team. You're you know, it, it doesn't matter which one. I mean, how many years have Norwich yo-yoed up and down? Um, yeah. And, I mean, I keep using them as the obvious example, but they could easily outpay him what we could pay him. Um, is that right? Yeah, probably not, but it's the way the football landscape is at the minute. And, you know, I think we're all pretty used to that by now. So a lot of it comes down to him and what his actual desires are. As I said, if it's payday, then he ain't staying. Um, not if he gets an offer from down there. Yeah, I think it comes down to the fact as well, without sort of covering how much money he's, he makes or, or how well off he is, um, I think we've we seen first hand at the weekend that he's still, like you and I, human liable yeah. to get caught under the ball yeah. Um, yeah. and and he, 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 he can be prone to mistake and I think Andrew's absolutely right I think at the moment he is a little bit off form I don't think he has started the season particularly well um, however um, all these guys are still part of a, a group which which sees us top of the league now six points clear of our greatest rivals a point ahead of both teams in Edinburgh and we move into a, a really really busy October. Now, I've got the fixtures in front of me and I'll just read them out to you. So, if anyone has ever been in a doubt about a big month in football, October for Rangers is absolutely huge. Um, Hearts and Hibs, both at Ibrox. First of the double headers in Copenhagen against Bronby. Sorry, that's at home. I apologise. Um, away to St. Martin and then we finish off um, our last game of, this, uh, of October as a, as a home tie against Aberdeen. Huge month, Andrew. Lots of points to play for. Um, we know what our rivals across the city are doing just now and what they have to look forward to in October. And I think there's a real chance for Rangers to, to pull away for the chasing pack in October. I think that's right. Um, I spoke to Dave, I think it was uh, off recording right enough, and I said that this league could well be settled in Edinburgh. Yeah. Whoever wins the league could be settled in. But judging by their form and the way they're both playing at the moment, both Hibs and Hearts, um, I stand by that. I stand by that. What I will say is, as big as the month October is, I'm quite worried about it. Such is the form. Um, for example, Saturday, that game against Dundee, two years ago we lose that game. Last year we won it 4 0. This year I don't know where we are yet. I don't know where we are yet. Both us and Celtic have been playing teams in the lower six, if you like. October brings the top six teams to Ibrox and Parkhead. So yeah. now we'll see. Now we'll see. Quietly confident that we should be okay, but I'm just ever, ever so slightly worried, more so than I was last year. Um, to take on Hibs and, is it Hibs and Aberdeen at Ibrox and Hibs, 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 Hearts and Aberdeen all at Ibrox in October. Hibs, Hearts, are you sure? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I've that's the latest conspiracy, mate. 
Oh, I thought, well, I thought one of them was away from home. I thought Hearts was away from nah, home. They've, they've yeah. got all the tough away games in the Europa group stage while we've got all at home. So, yeah. SFA conspiracy, the usual. I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'd like to I'd like to think we could beat Hams and open up a bit of a gap there. Yep. Um, then on to Hearts, hopefully the same, same again. And then, as you mentioned before, Celtic are away from home to these teams uh, in October as well. Yeah. They don't look very likely to be winning any games away from home. No, nope. which home is a shame. Home, which is a shame. Uh, no, the man, they're, playing home, they're playing Aberdeen. They're playing Aberdeen. Well, it's true. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. The home form now looks a wee bit iffy as well. Yeah. I don't know they've got injuries, but we need to concentrate on Rangers. Um, and me and Dave spoke before as well. I think it was before the Livingston Cup tie, and we both made the the the, the comment. Somebody's due a doing off Rangers, and that still stands. Somebody is due a doing <laughs> yeah, off Rangers. I'm not saying that anymore. I'm off previews because <laughs> I'm saying that. <laughs> but it's not it's not coming. It's not it's not forthcoming. No, it's not yeah. forthcoming. And playing at the pedestrian pace, we played that on Saturday and um, previously a couple of games. It's not looking likely to come either. So. A wee one against Hibs, stretch that gap to four. I can see us kicking on. I just hope that's the case. I think, I think what really frustrates me about that, you're saying it there, you know, reduce someone to do, and we keep seeing flashes of it, you know, wee moments, and you just think, ah, oh, Christ, that's what we were doing last season. That's what we've been missing. A half against Marvel. And it just never quite comes, you know. No. It will come. It will come. I will come. I think as well. Um, I, I think it's it's easy to lose sight of um, where we're sitting. I think this this season is going to be a, a a really good season for Scottish football. I mean, if you if you take a sort of blue tinted glasses yeah. out of the road, I I think it's uh, it's fascinating to see Hearts back in the top league after being jettisoned last season. I don't want to get into the debate whether that was right or wrong or or what, Jesus. but I, I think it, it's great to have them back in the league. Um, and I think for for them to be the chasing two behind first um, shows that they do make the league stronger. Shug, I'll come to you next. I, I I wonder the the importance of 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 getting a result against Hibs um, puts daylight in between us both. Um, won't be easy, but I, I think we can go into the game with confidence in the sense that you know what I mean. You are all chasing us now, guys. We're no longer chasing you. Yeah, I think. It's that eye broke, so I think we should always be confident. Yeah, whether it's Hibs, Leon, we should always be going out there for a win. Yeah, doesn't always materialise, but I think I'm sure if I remember rightly, December was a massive month last season. Yeah, December was a big know, month, and that was the one that we got through it better than unscathed yeah, stretch for lead. And I think October might be the month this season. This might be the one that we look back on in May and say. We got through October. We did well in October, and it's it propels us towards fifty six. So I think that's it's it's a big month, and being at home in all them games against everybody, we've really got to be looking to win them games, and we know that we're more than capable if we find that wee bit of magic and things like that. And I mean, from what I've seen of Hibs and Hearts, I watched them in Barra Derby. They're they're opening up. They're attacking teams. Yeah. So hopefully that'll suit us and we'll get space in behind and things and we'll be able to take advantage of it. Because yeah. I don't see either of them coming to Ibrooks and just shutting up shop. I think they will go after us. Yeah. So Which is far more enjoyable for, for everyone. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've got absolutely no problem with teams coming and parking the bus at Ibrooks. You need to do what you need to do. 
and I, I think we've gone a bit time wasting and stuff like that. We did. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, you saw it in that Dundee game, didn't you? That's... Yeah, and then uh, yeah, kicking the ball away in a couple of bookings at the end. I mean, McGregor's the king of time wasting. Aye. But... So we slow trot across his goal line the other <laughs> side. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, it's back 2008 we made the Eva Cup final. We were. That's right. That we did. We just shot. Anti football was the term, it. wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So no, I think October's a massive month, and I would like to. I'd like to start it off by getting this win against Hibs and really reminding them that Glasgow is the football city in Scotland. That's the answer. That's the cut. That's the cut. For the editing team watching, that is the cut. Okay, that is the cut. <laughs> um, David, so that, I mean, last one I think is that um, we've established that you're not getting back on the preview pod. Aye. Forever. Aye. Apparently um, so. So, and we've actually got a space for this week, but I, I'm purposely until someone not gets to do it. it. Until someone yeah. gets to do it, then I can come back on. Joking aside, um, confident with the Hibs game coming up at the weekend. If I'm being honest, I'm sort of erring between, you know, very optimistic and confident. I still think we've got enough about us. Um, I think, like Shug said, you know, they, they play quite an open game. If they come and do the same, yeah. that plays to our strength. A lot of where we've struggled, again, is breaking teams down. Yeah. Um, almost like we were kind of two seasons ago where... You know, we just weren't finding that way through, which I think, you know, last season we did. We've kind of reverted a wee bit so far. So, yeah, I think we've got enough about us. We can do them, but I think we need to, you know, we can't be gung-ho, kind of forget about it yeah. type thing. You know, they have got a threat. They're doing well. They're not there by accident, so we do need to be wary. But, yeah, I suppose quietly confidence the term. Good man. Good man. Tell you what, David, Scott, I've got a question for you. Go for it. I love it. I love it when people Hi. ask me. I, I, see, I'm used to not I'm being the question master. I know, go for it. I know. Go. Right. Everyone's still comparing how far we are ahead of Celtic. At what yes. point do you stop comparing to Celtic and start comparing to the Edinburgh clubs? Well, I think you need to do it right now. Immediately. I, I, yeah, I mean, and I'll thank you the, yeah. because you can, it doesn't really matter where Celtic are in the league. I, I I seen I seen something earlier on. Um, it was a graphic on Twitter, and it showed um, you, when all these sort of social media companies and they're showing maybe the top five of the <laughs> Scottish Premiership. See more. You know I mean, the, the team across the um, across the other side of the city are nowhere to be seen just now. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, and I mean that facetiously, but you can only ever contend yourself with your closest right. rival. And at the moment, we have got. The two teams from Edinburgh breathing down our neck, and it's, we're only we're a point. I mean, I, I've read a lot about you know, what I mean, we're six points ahead. Nonsense, we're a point ahead. Aye, do you know exactly. what I mean? We're I don't think they're ahead. getting enough respect for what they're doing so far. Eh? I they're really they're not, but I, I think I think that's the that's very much a, a Scottish football mentality type Aye. thing. I, I genuinely believe that. I I think there's there's a lot made about sort of if, if Rangers drop points, what are Celtic going to do? Mm-hmm. And does maybe well, three actually, or there's every the chance Hibs will be two points ahead of us at that point. Exactly. You know? So I, yeah. I think it's, it's important that we give the, the Edinburgh teams their place, and 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 um, 
listen, the season will take care of itself. But I think from our perspective, we, our only content has to be Rangers and, and how well they continue to yeah. do. And we hope that they continue to flourish. Whoever second will be my main concern. And Bye. hopefully they stay far away from us as, as far as they can. <laughs> the more the merrier. Um, David, listen, thanks very much for coming on. I should say thanks for hosting the last couple of weeks when I've not been around. I appreciate it very much. It's Thank pleasure. You. It's a pleasure. Andrew, always good to have you on, my friend. Nice to see you. Always a pleasure, mate. Nice to see you back. Good man. Shug, big couple of weeks for you. You're off to China very shortly, but we'll hopefully um, we'll have you back on be- between now and you flying away on that big flight. Yeah, I look forward to hopefully talking about more wins, even if Good. the answer is 1-0. Aye. Fingers Aye. crossed. Either there'll be no doings, I don't think. Um, <laughs> so we should say all of our content, as always, is across on www.thisisibrox.co.uk. We can um, direct you to the, the women's um, pod as well, which we've done last week. We were lucky enough to be joined by Malky Thompson. This week on the women's pod, uh, joining myself, Courtney and Claire Gemmel, we have Nicola Doherty, who's coming back on. She was on last oh, season. Right. She's joining us this week, so we look forward to that. Of course, also this week, with the preview pod with Kyle and Craig and potentially Shug, maybe. Um, and we, we also have the, the, the brand new series that, that Kyle and Craig are rolling out um, in the dugout, in the dugout with David Cornish, which sounds like something off a gardening programme, I have to say. Uh, However, a little bit. A little bit. Um, we look forward to that. The series is going to be Aye. really cracking. It promises a lot and we look forward to to roll that out very soon. If you're looking at us on YouTube, I should say, be sure to like and subscribe. Leave some pleasant comments, pleasant comments only, preferably. Um, And listen, we'll do it all again next week. Good luck to Rangers when they play on Thursday and indeed on Sunday. And we'll see you all again next week. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Bye-bye.